you know, before we start this episode, let me just say, I, I caught this really weird cough okay. recently. So uh, just excuse me. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on. It's something I, I never had before. Hello. Now that my cough is a little better. How are you doing, bro? I'm happy that your cough is better now, but I'm doing great. How are you, bro? <laughs> oh, bro. It's been awesome. I mean, pretty busy days, but everything okay. I was really eager to start this new episode with you today. Same. And bro, as usual, we have some really nice news to bring to our listeners, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we, we decided to start by just saying what's coming next. Mm-hmm. I think we are both pretty excited about it. We are. So um, the Game Bros are about to cover the E3 event. Yay. Is that right, bro? That's exciting. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Tell us more, bro. So uh, E3, so this event is something I love and I've been following for years now. Uh, I don't know about you, bro, but like usually even when I was in France, I was super excited and super hyped. Mm -hmm. Uh, This event happens usually in LA, so Los Angeles. So for me, when I was in France, it was a bit complicated to follow live. But I have to say that I'm pretty excited for this year's event because last year there was nothing due to the pandemic. And so this year they switched to a virtual event. So it's not physical, uh, at least not this year. Uh, It's gonna be from June 12th to 15th. So we will probably record on the 16th or the 17th, something around those lines, just to to have everything fresh in our minds. So very big companies are going to be there. Uh, The main one that is not uh, attending is Sony, which is weird. But usually Sony is mm. there. Sony is one of the big participants of the E3 event. Uh, but uh, this year it's going to be mainly Microsoft and Xbox. So my, uh, Microsoft and Nintendo. <laughs> Sorry about that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of studios will be around. Um, it's good to see that the two, two of the three major players will be there. Will be around to share some news. Uh, People expect probably Nintendo to uncover a bit about the new Switch. That would be amazing. Uh, Oh, yeah, most likely. Yes. So super exciting. Uh, It's also our first opportunity as Game Bros uh, to cover an E3 because it was not uh, happening last year. So, yeah, extremely excited, extremely hyped. We'll probably do something about it on Discord too. So please join our Discord server if you're excited too because... We'll post some news and so on on our Discord. So very excited. Uh, It's coming. It's our next episode. But uh, the news don't stop there. Because yesterday my game bro sent me a huge (laughs) video. And bro, I kept my comments for the show. I did not reply to... Like, I, I replied to you, but like, I did not say too much. But Very briefly. Yes, I know. I had to because I wanted to keep mm-hmm. my comments for our show today. And so you sent me a video, like a gameplay reveal yeah. of Horizon Forbidden West. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I woke up that morning and I was like, let me see what's happening on YouTube. I found that video and I lost it. That's all. I was like, I lost it. I watched it. 
like a few times actually especially some of the scenes because I, I i wanted to capture as much detail as i could <laughs> and and i was like this is absolutely incredible and i have to text guillaume like right now <laughs> <laughs> it's insane it's insane oh it's just mind-blowing so I, yeah bro it's like okay I, I don't even know where to start so <laughs> Aloy seems a little Neither. bit you know more like grown up yes. than before uh-huh. she looks more mature mm-hmm. um extremely dangerous so extremely powerful i mean it's not like she's starting from scratch just because it's a new game right she's a badass <laughs> she's a badass so you know really nice spear really fancy bow mm-hmm. already mm-hmm. controlling beasts and bro tell me about the graphics i mean oh. that looks like a freaking movie to me so that's insane. And we were expecting uh, those big games coming probably like a year after the release of the next gen consoles, right? So like this one will be probably one of the main game, like main new mm-hmm. game, uh, mm-hmm. being able to use a lot of the next gen console or at least the PS5 in that case. So like first I started and to be honest, I was on my phone, you know, and I was chill. I went on, I was on my couch and for some reason the Wi-Fi was not so great. So the quality okay. was not amazing. And then I was like, that's weird. That's not supposed to be that weird. Like, it should be great. <laughs> so I switched to 5G because now mm-hmm. it, with my uh, cellular, like whatever, like internet provider, I have 5G. So I switched to 5G and I said, give me the best quality you can. So 4K on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bro, I was in my couch and I was not able to like just stand up I was amazed. It's like movie mm-hmm. quality. It's like mm-hmm. zero drops in terms of FPS. And yeah. like everything, like a lot of stuff were happening, you know, like explosions and like you 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 run, you jump, you it was insane. So many like lights effect, lighting effects and so on. I was like, oh my god, it's a PC, you know? And I thought about it because remember my beast, like my tower, I paid like 1.6K, 1.8K, whatever. But those consoles are only $500. And people just don't realize, but now those consoles are like definitely catching up and they are at the same level, if not even better (laughs) for some (laughs) stuff. And I was like, that's insane. So I was on my couch, you know, super chill. I was freaking Mm -hmm. out a bit, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, it seems like a good game, you know? And, <laughs> and Pauline was like doing something, not in the kitchen, but like she was doing something else, you know, like cleaning or I don't know. And I, I, I told her, I was like, Pauline, <clears throat> since we are not buying this new apartment, you know, we have plenty of cash around. That's fine, right? She was like, oh my God, what are you going to say? Oh, I, was like, awesome. I, wa- I was like, I want a PS5. I just want a fucking PS5 now because... That game, oh my God. that game is so mind-blowing. And we both loved uh, the, the one, so the first one, Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, there is no way I don't play that game when it's released, you know? And I was like, oh, it's one game, just one game. It's like Breath of the Wild, you know? Like, I have this feeling. It's like, that could be the game that pushes you to buy a PS5. Oh yeah, totally. That's insane. Totally. That's and insane. I mean, just think about it because you know, 
the way she fights, the whole mechanics behind the game, the bow and arrow <laughs> idea, it's the perfect opportunity to show the dual sense capability as well. Uh -huh. So, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I've been playing with my dual sense for a while now. I've, I'm playing The Witcher. So <laughs> Again? They, they didn't. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> They, they didn't, uh, so I heard that they're actually going to upgrade the whole game for the PS5, so I'm, I'm expecting that in the end it's going to be even better to play on the PS5 than than already is, uh, <laughs> but it didn't happen yet, so I mean, the DualSense is extraordinary, but it, it feels very much like, um, I don't know, a, a DualShock that has been a little bit updated. Okay. But okay. for... For Forbidden West, I really, truly believe that it is going to be a game changer, literally oh, yeah. speaking, bro. For and sure. I just can't wait. So, all the details, I mean, even the beasts, they look better, they look smarter, they look way more dangerous than they were before. <sighs> Apparently, you can ride a shit ton of other creatures now, which is going to be freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, the underwater world is like avatar i mean it's it's, it's like so much life so so many colors i mean bro I, I just can't wait insane and like this mm -hmm. so and there is a bit of a parallel with today's episode in my opinion so when this elephant True. was around <laughs> yeah. you know i knew it yeah I knew it. it reminded me of the lord of totally. the rings it had to and i think it's uh, totally. it's good to be inspired by great universes and at this point i was like is it like the same as Oliphants? That's insane, you know? Like, I love it. Mm -hmm. And the way she's able to defeat that beast is first mind-blowing, but at the mm -hmm. same time, you realize it's not going to be an easy game, you know? No, definitely not. The guy that was playing or, or, or the girl that was playing are so skilled. That's mm -hmm. insane because, like, I don't think that I was able to be that good in Zero Dawn, you know? And I was mm. good. But like the person that is playing and defeating that beast is a fucking master. They are exactly. so good. They are like jumping. They are like showing us the world while fighting. And I was like, oh my God, like, what are you doing? Just defeat that thing. And they were like switching weapons. And I was like, oh, I'm going to explode mm -hmm. that part of it. That is mind blowing. Bro, what about the glue, the glue weapon? <gasps> oh. I mean, I was like... Who is the genius behind the glue weapon? I it's love like, it. It's per so this game is supposed to be played in a really smart way. Yes. So as soon as I finished uh, watching the the video itself, mm -hmm. I, I started reading about it, and apparently it's going to be. I mean, you can be a little crazy and just start fighting all the machines. I'm pretty sure you're gonna have a really hard time, but. You know, people mm -hmm. really master this stuff, mm -hmm. but that's not how it's supposed to be played. You're supposed to be a really clever person, mm -hmm. avoid fights that are unnecessary, <laughs> use gears and yes. use the whole world to fight and uh -huh. hide. And so, bro, it's going to be a legendary game. And I'm really happy that you're considering to buy a PS5 because we should play simultaneously. <laughs> So that we can have the best possible review. <laughs> so the bottom line for Pauline was like, I'm fine, you can buy a PS5, you just have to sell your PC. And I was like, Excellent. And oh, I was like, I don't, I, I don't want to sell my PC now. And she was like, that's fine. You want a PS5? You want an Xbox? You can buy both. Just sell your PC. I was like, no, oh. I, I don't want to sell oh, my bro. PC. 
<laughs> oh no, the PC. <clears throat> so yeah, I'm gonna invest uh, in my own saving account, okay, without telling mm-hmm. my wife. And one day I'm gonna bring a PS5 home, and she will kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing she's not listening oh, to the bro. show. Please, please, please save that moment for us. You know, you have to describe yes. the moment to, when you went to your home with the box. <laughs> Tell us all the details. Let's do a live Bro. show. Let's do a live show. Excellent idea. <laughs> Bro, okay, here's the thing. Yeah. Now that we started talking about this incredible world of, you know, fighting all sorts of creatures, bow and arrow, that that is really the perfect link to our mini-series, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's going to be spectacular for us. There's, there's not another way to describe this because, you know, Guillaume and I are absolute huge fans of the Tolkien universe. Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings is part of, you know, our childhood. It's It's part of, you know... The, the criteria we have to define fantasy games and fantasy shows and books and stuff. So it's really, really awesome for us today to, to be able to talk about, you know, the Tolkien universe with you guys. Mm-hmm. And we decided to break this mini series in a few episodes, right, bro? Because, you know, otherwise a 17 hour episode would probably <laughs> be a little too much. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, so, so we decided to bring books and movies and video games and, and the future TV show, mm-hmm. all of that stuff in, in separate chapters, because today we really want to focus on the books. Is that yes. right, bro? Yeah, because like that's pretty much the beginning, right? Uh, Tolkien was a writer. I was someone passionate, like a bit passionate about languages and so on. So he was a professional, mm-hmm. like he was in a university, a professor at a university, if I'm not mistaken. And so he was uh, studying languages. And so everything started with the intricacy of like creating new, new languages and so on, creating new universes and so on. And so I think that we have to start with the books uh, mm-hmm. because like, Everything, like, let's say, movies, TV shows, uh, video games, everything, like, goes, like, was released afterwards, after those massive uh, success with the books. So, yeah, I want to start with the books. I think it does make sense, right? Definitely, bro. It's it's the beginning of the whole thing. I, I dare say that it's the beginning of many other books. Because, you see, it's very difficult to find a fantasy book that doesn't use some of the ideas from Tolkien. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, they have, or, or Tolkien has created this amazingly rich universe and, and has inspired a whole lot of people. And, and bro, the truth is, it's pretty much impossible. I mean, as you're saying, like, even Horizon Zero Dawn seem to have something of the Lord of the Ring, actually a whole lot of things. Yes. And I think it it, it became an inspiration to many other writers Mm -hmm. after him. So, bro, the whole universe is actually way more than the trilogy of the Lord of the Rings, right? And Mm -hmm. and we we do have even unfinished books, unfortunately. Yes. Yes. Um, and, And I mean, I don't know if you actually read them all, 
but I know that you definitely read the the the, the main books yes, of the I trilogy did. and the Hobbit. So, bro, mm -hmm. how was your contact with the books? When did it start? What and and maybe even more interesting, what which one is your favorite? Oh, okay, that's those are awesome <laughs> questions. So. I remember that I was brought into this universe uh, thanks to my grandfather uh, that was a huge mm. fan. Uh, so, and he was a huge fan of the books. And so I remember I was still a kid, a teenager, whatever, when the first movie was released. Uh, oh, yeah. So The Fellowship of the Ring, uh, mm -hmm. very first one. And so I remember that my grandfather was like, okay, don't watch the trailer because that's not the point we'll have to see that movie together because I love those, those books. I was like, okay, you know, oh, like... that's so cool. I was like, okay, that's fine. And he was like, I'm going to give you the books, but like, instead of like reading the three, let's focus on the first one and read it several times if you can. Because that's a very complex universe. And like, if you want to start with The Hobbit and so on, you can do that too. But like, let's start with the first one, The Fellowship of the Ring. So... That's what I did. Uh, just prior to the release of the first movie, I read the first book. And let me be honest with you, bro. It's the first time. And at that time, I, uh, I read, I have read uh, the, um, the Harry Potter books, you know. But this book, mm -hmm. let's be honest, this book was so much more complex, was so much more full of details was a different universe, sometimes a bit darker too. Yeah. I mean, in terms of book, like as, as a book, it's so, nah, it's not so much better because different, but like it was the mm -hmm. first book that like struck me hard. You know, it was like, mm -hmm. take that because that's, that's a deep book. Like you have plenty of stuff inside. And the songs, like, so for me, my favorite book is that one because I started with that one. I started with uh -huh. the Fellowship of the Ring, uh, and it brings a lot of memories. Like thanks to my grandfather, that like we discussed so much about that book and so on. And so for me, like that's where everything starts to me. And again, it's not the first book in terms of like timeline. Uh, you have right. like books that are like start uh, talking about the, the beginning, the very beginning, like how everything was created. Um, mm -hmm. I don't want to get in too much into detail. We could do an episode later about like the creation and so on. But uh, you have to keep in mind that Tolkien, the writer, uh, did not start with the Lord of the Rings. Um, right. He started with an idea of creating, and I read that somewhere, that he wanted to create his own mythology. You know, uh, he was from the UK and he realized that uh, no one... Uh, like at least not in the UK, not in the United Kingdom, there was like something of a mythology proper to the United Kingdom. So it started with the idea of creating like their own mythology, like the like the UK own mythology. So that was the idea behind it. So it started with like the creation and so on. Like I'm not saying he released those books first, but that was the idea. And then he released The Hobbit, which was so successful. Mm -hmm. And somehow he had the idea of the Lord of the Rings, but he didn't know if it was going to be uh, related to the Hobbit. And at some point, apparently, that's what I read again, uh, it clicked, you know? It was like, what if this mythology plus Hobbit plus the idea I have of the Lord of the Rings would be just one gigantic universe? What if? Mm -hmm. 
And if that is true, and I hope it's true, that is so mind-blowing. Because like the creation took decades, you know, it's not like a book that you write in like one year, that's fine. <laughs> no, it's so complex. And so that's what I love too. I started with one book, which is The Fellowship of the Ring. But for me, it's like bringing so much complexity and so much love for this universe already. And I think, mm -hmm. and that's the, like how you can find that is a genius, that Tolkien is a genius, is that you could pick whatever book and you would probably fall in love because he's a, he's yeah. a great writer. Am I correct, bro? Mm -hmm. What is your oh, favorite book? Bro. What is your favorite book? Absolutely, bro. I mean, so I, let me see. I, it, it's funny because, you know, it, it's really nice, bro, that you brought up your, your grandpa and, mm -hmm. and his influence on this. It's, I, I didn't know that, and, it, and it's really awesome. Yes. In my case, it was pretty much the same. I remember I was probably in between Harry Potter books as well yes. mm -hmm. um and, and i was like I, I need something to read cool. and and by this time i think that the movies were already a huge hit okay and and i remember seeing a few scenes probably trailers and stuff and i was like i have to watch this but the proper way you know i i should be prepared for this apparently it's something else <laughs> and and then all the oscars and 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 so on so i was like okay this is really something and and it so happened that one of my friends had the whole trilogy in a single uh, volume. It's a really thick book, uh, just like the one you have in your hands right now. Yes, it's wonderful, by the way. And, <laughs> but in French. And, and, I <laughs> and I remember I started to read it, and and I was like, okay, this is definitely not Harry Potter. No, it's it's a book for grown-ups and. And I don't think that it's, it, it means that children should not read it. It's not what I'm saying. It's just that it has way more meaning than one thing it has from just reading it. So, so one can read The Lord of the Rings as just like, I don't know, a fantasy mm -hmm. novel. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's way more than that. And, oh, yeah. and it, it really is a mythology in, in a sense that all the complexity, all, all the languages, all the, the species, um, I mean, it's really a lot. And I mean, some people became proficient in the languages that Tolkien created. I mean, I, I wish I was one of them, bro, honestly. I, I, I wish I could speak Elvish. Uh, same, same, same. And same. I mean, that's when you realize, like, this is something else. This is almost like a cult, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and so... I started reading it. It's a dense book, definitely. Mm -hmm. So it's not something that you, you sit down and read in an afternoon. Mm -hmm. At least it wasn't for me. No. Same. I don't know. I, I, I should probably read it again. It's been so many years and I, I would probably absorb even more now. Mm -hmm. uh, but I remember that it, from the very beginning, it became very clear to me. I could read it in a very superficial way. I would just enjoy a fantasy story or I could read it like really absorbing everything, getting the context of things, understanding the pain and the suffering from everyone involved and the sacrifice and all these different species with different behaviors having to fight together against something so powerful and evil. So it was amazing from the beginning to the end. And, and bro, the favorite book is probably the second one to me. 
You know, and, and when I say probably, it's because, I, as I told you, I, I really read it as if it was a single thing. Mm-hmm. You know, as I told you, it was a single volume. And, and I, I just read it nonstop. So to me, it was really difficult to say, this is the end of the first one. This is the beginning of the second, mm-hmm. even though they had like this real little break. But the thing that marked me the most about the second one was that you see some really deep things happening and even though they win a few battles in the second mm-hmm. book it's like the climax mm-hmm. and and in some moments in the second book you really think that there is no hope like everything is lost either you know Frodo is going to lose the ring or the ring is going to be too much for him or the war is going to be too hard and they just don't have enough war power to fight Sauron. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, and I remember just thinking about it all the time. And, and I was actually getting ready for college. Oh. And to me, it was like an inspiration yes. of the sort. Because, you know, they were always so hopeful. And, mm-hmm. and college here in Brazil, if you really want to go to the best schools, it's almost like a journey. You have so many tests, and I remember being extremely stressed out. And, and the book was an inspiration to me. They never lost faith, and, and neither did I. So, so it was awesome, bro. So I, I think it was probably the second book for me. Yeah, The, the Two Towers is amazing. Uh, the second book is amazing. Uh, I agree with you, and I love the complexity of this book, uh, especially because like that's when you realize that uh, Saruman, that is supposed to be the guy facing Sauron, you know, like he's supposed to be the leader, he's supposed to be the white uh, magician, the white wizard fighting Sauron. Mm -hmm. You just realize that he's an asshole and that he's gonna like (laughs) fight with Sauron just to get the ring. And you also realize in that book, because the book is slightly more complex uh, than uh, the movie, you realize that he wants the ring for himself. It's not for Mm -hmm. Sauron, he wants to be the leader, he wants to be the guy ruling middle earth and that's insane mm-hmm. because like in the books it's like super transparent like you realize that is an asshole that is oh, yeah. the bad guy like even worse than in my opinion from the two towers you realize that saruman is probably even worse than sauron because sauron was bad from the beginning you know and there was so much hope around saruman like he's gonna save us and gandalf is like seeking for advice and mm-hmm. ah I, I hate that guy, you know, like it's whatever. It's fine. Exactly, bro. It's fine. He was completely corrupted by the idea of having all this power. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I think, bro, if I had a glass of wine and, and enough time, we could probably discuss like for a few hours yes. what you think it's the one ring. Because, you know, <laughs> you can read again, you can read this book and think that it's a magical ring that, you know, possesses people. That's fine. It, mm-hmm. It's up to you. But to mm-hmm. me, Tolkien uses figure of speech in, in many instances. And, and the ring is probably the most fow- powerful figure of speech he created. Because to me, the ring means power. Mm-hmm. And the influence the ring has on everyone is the influence of power you know yeah. like i think every politician should read that book because maybe they would yeah. fucking learn something about yeah. power mm-hmm. it's 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 something that controls you it's something that changes you mm-hmm. unless you're really pure of heart unless you don't unless you never forget who you really are and yeah. where you came from and so 
that that's the thing and 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 that's the thing that i absolutely adore about this universe yes you, you can watch it like any other movie or you can really try to understand what tolkien wanted to say mm-hmm. but in a really nice in a really fantastic way of saying it you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and, and and bro to you what is the one ring do, do you have like a, a a figure of speech for it because for me the one ring means the temptation of power but people have so many theories about it yeah so I'm I'm gonna probably relate to another franchise I absolutely adore, uh, mm-hmm. Star Wars, uh, because for mm-hmm. me like the One Ring is the dark side of the Force, you know, mm-hmm. and I know that you're not a huge fan of Star Wars, but like it's pretty much the same, you know, it's power, it's temptation, and at the same time it's like easy, like it's the easy path, you know, like you can become okay. so much powerful in like such a little amount of time you just have to like mm-hmm. become mad and like destroy your opponents and then like you you get this force that is kind of like so much stronger you know but like that rhymes with uh being corrupted uh, being like killing your friends having no friendship like being evil pretty much and that that's the one mm-hmm. ring because like people do forget to it's sauron that created this one ring and he did not include just power inside. He included his power. It's like exactly. his dark side, you know? It's not like easy power. It's like, do you want to become Sauron? Just get the one ring because you will mm-hmm. have Sauron part of you. And that's what you see with the hobbits and so on. I mean, at least Bilbo at the beginning, you know, like he doesn't want to get rid of the ring because he's like, no fucking way. He's becoming evil. He's like, no. And mm-hmm. that's not Bilbo. That's Sauron through the ring, kind of, right. you know, figure of speech. But yeah. And it's the same with uh, Frodo that is so, he's such a nice hobbit, you know, like reading books and being like passionate about like the, the, the wild, the na- being outside. It's so weird that he's being corrupted by the ring. But like through his journey to Mordor, he's like being transformed because of that exactly. fucking bad ring this bad influence you know so like mm-hmm. for me yeah it's like the dark side it's like power and it's the the dark side of the force bad for the lord of the rings kind of that's so cool bro that's so cool i mean i remember i okay so when they put on the ring yes two extremely odd things happen first of all you become invisible mm-hmm and second, you start to see things through another, like through the lenses, I would say through Sauron's eyes, probably. Mm-hmm. You start to see things and, and Sauron starts to seize you, like the real you, mm-hmm. with all your weaknesses and with all your paranoia. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I finished reading um, the first time like what happens when they put on the ring i i just closed the book and was like okay what is this w- mm-hmm. what was Tolkien trying to say mm-hmm. and i still drawing the parallel with the the one ring being the figure of speech for power like mm-hmm. raw power mm-hmm. i thought well if the one ring is power absolute power when you have power you can become invisible in a sense that you're protected from everybody mm-hmm. like Power gives you this shield of protection. Can be in many ways. I mean, you are 
pretty much un untouchable, right? You can build a fortress, it can be a physical invisibility, or it can even be like, I don't know, the influence and all the allies you have when you have powers. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, when, when you realize how people see through the ring, through mm -hmm. power, when they mm -hmm. put it on, everything is so ugly and, and they're afraid all the time and you have this huge burning eye looking at you. And it's like the more power you have, the more afraid of losing power you are. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. then I started coming with all these theories and bro, nice. I, I, I just like, when I read the book, it's like something else to me, you know? Uh -huh, uh -huh. It's like all the time, like, what is this about? And, yeah. and bro, I, I just freak out. I, I always had one question in my head, you know, about this one ring. And that's, not, that's something we never saw happening. I mean, mm -hmm. we saw that at the very beginning of the book, but we don't know how it is when Sauron has the ring. Because he's not becoming mm -hmm. transparent. He's still there. No. It's like burning mm -hmm. hot. You see like the elvish riding or whatever, the Mordor riding like on, on, on the right. ring. And it's so weird. Because like I would love to know and to see what happens. Because like it's just by cutting the head, the hand of, of Sauron, like you, you destroy him. So what mm -hmm. must be like, what does it feel like to have the ring when you are Sauron? You know, like, is it only because, like, he's pretty much inside the ring? You know, it's kind of mm -hmm. like, it's hard to know because, like, you can kind of destroy him, but at the same time, he's not fully destroyed because he's the big eye and whatever. And, like, he's still, like, around somehow. It took time right. for him to resurrect somehow. But still, mm -hmm. like, and you have many questions about the run ring. Like, so first, why would you create one? since you are so powerful, you know, like, why would you create one? And probably to rule them all. That's what we, we, we heard at the very beginning. Like, he gave others to, like, humans, to, uh, to dwarves, to help, to elves, and just to rule them all. But at the same time, right. would you need to do that with one ring? Like, you could just rule them all without a ring. That's kind of weird, you know? Mm -hmm. But I love the complexity that this ring is bringing because with such a small object... Mm -hmm. You can pretty much have the Middle Earth being good or being evil, uh, being right. ruled by the orcs and so on, or the the good side, you know, like the... Mm -hmm. And uh, that's something I love because at the same time, it's bringing hope. Uh, they are in a journey and like all the characters are very complex. I like Boromir, for instance, in the first book because... Even though he's kind of corrupted by the by the ring, you definitely learn that he's not a bad guy. He was just mm -hmm. a weak human, kind yeah. of, and corrupted yeah. by this power, by, by this immense power, huge power. And what I like is that, and I think I also like the movies, how the movies depict the, the end of Boromir when he dies and so on. And mm -hmm. so like every character is complex and that's what I love in those books too. And in this universe, every character that you meet uh, in this book are important. And I think yeah. it's, the only, it's the only book or trilogy or like series of books that is uh, depicting every character as being important. Like the Fellowship of the Ring, every character is important, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. That's something that I love. Uh, and I think that we could probably jump to uh, my next question I have for you. What is, who is your favorite character? In the books, bro. <laughs> oh my god. 
Okay, the favorite character, bro. Yes. <laughs> Don't right, say so Sauron. You, you, you cannot I say am... Saruman or Sauron. It's not fine. No, no, no. <laughs> No, I mean, I don't even think Sauron is a character per se. No. I, I, he's from another world, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and he's much more of an energy, an abstract yes. being than, than a character to me. Yes. But bro, I would be very much tempted to say Smeagol for many reasons. I think he's extremely interesting. Oh, I love him. But the one character that I, I, I was like paying attention the whole time because to me is the very figure of wisdom and, and he's at the same time so humble is Gandalf. <laughs> Gandalf is the guy to me and I mean he's like Gandalf is the, the proof that you can be extremely powerful but you don't have to use that power to change things around you. Mm -hmm. I, I think the 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 the, the white part so how can i say that when, when he becomes the white wizard i think he deserved that because only someone who can harness so much power but not be corrupted by it mm -hmm. should become the white wizard yep. and 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 that became really clear to me so he's extremely wise he's helping everyone in the fellowship of the ring as much as he can but he doesn't use his magic his power all the time he tries to do it the right way the way he believes it's full of balance the way he believes it's natural mm -hmm. and and that to me also means a lot it's like if you really want to be powerful in your life don't even when you have the power don't overuse it you know mm -hmm. be human when you can yeah and he was that figure to me bro but I, I really want to know about you. Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? So I was about to choose Gandalf at first because it's kind of okay. the it's kind of the same to me. It's like uh, the right guy, you know, like is the guy fighting for good, uh, for mm -hmm. like just to have like humans and elves and dwarves being successful. You know, he wants the, uh, this alliance again. Like he wants to bring good back to Middle Earth. Uh, I think that I love Gandalf the Grey even more than Gandalf the White, just for a reason, because I got attached to Gandalf the Grey, and his character mm -hmm. is much more, um, I would say, low profile, but in a good way. Okay. You know, it was more of a, I don't have to fight, I don't have to be the top figure, I just have to like bring everyone's power to their best, and I'm helping the fellowship. And that's something I loved. And at the same time, he's learning so much and so on. You know, like he's the, the guy that knows pretty much everything. Um, I yeah. love Gandalf. I love his horse. His horse is like oh, wonderful, especially in the books. Facts. Yes, especially in the books. Like in the books, it's amazing. Like I think that there is like a five page thing about the horse. No, probably not five pages. <laughs> but still, you know, they describe mm. him like as the... the um, the, the best horse you can have on Middle Earth, like that you cannot um, like take it. He has to choose you. And of course he chose exactly. Gandalf and it's he, magical. He's a spirit of pure yes. light. The, the horse is more than, than just an animal. So bro, my favorite character, and I think it's kind of expected is um, Aragorn. And so it's Aragorn for several reasons. Uh, for me is just like Gandalf is not trying to fight for power the power comes to him 
you know and that's mm-hmm. something i love because he doesn't choose to be king people right. chose him kind of you know and at some point he's like okay i, I just have to do it i don't want to mm-hmm. but i will do it just to have like middle earth being successful what i love with aragorn and i was too, about to say gandalf but what i love with aragorn is that is strider at the beginning strider yeah. and and i I was in love with Strider. And so in French, mm-hmm. Strider is like another name. <laughs> because, oh, yeah. you, you have to tell us, bro. It's uh, Grandpa. So I don't know, like long, not long feet, but it's it's weird. So Strider, okay. whatever. Uh-huh. And <laughs> so I fell in love with Strider because Strider is complex. And at the same time, he's trying to protect the hobbits and he knows the elves. So like when you start reading the books, you're like, what the heck is going on? You know, it's kind of this like, not dark, but it's like, you don't know about Strider. You're like, what, what is that guy it's, doing? He's complex. Yeah. I'm going to say complex yeah. because he's not dark. He's like just complex. Mm-hmm. And what I lo- love about Strider is that you start to see him as Aragorn then, you know? And that he should be the heir of the throne. And you're like, okay, that's that's good. That's interesting. And the guy's mm-hmm. like, but I don't want that. Because that corrupted uh, my ancestors. And that's why we are here right now. Like Because we should have destroyed the ring at this time. So I love Argon because he's complex. But he's just pure good. He tries to be good all the time. That's what is ruling his life. He's even like not fighting for his future wife. He knows she's an elf. He knows she's gonna die eventually if she's like marrying mm-hmm. him. And I'm like, right. I love Aragorn because he's complex, but at the same time, he tries to be good all the time. And for me, that's a model of life. You know, that's he is showing what everyone should be doing. You know, like trying to be good, trying to be low profile when you have to and fighting for the the good side all the time so i love argon that's my guy oh bro yeah he's he's extraordinary and i have to say aragon um in 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 the movies as well he's just inspiring oh you know and oh yeah and and still talking about figure of speech i think aragon represents aragorn represents hope yes i had to describe Mm -hmm. him with one word his word would be hope i mean even though sometimes he lacks hope for himself, mm-hmm. he never shows that to other guys. He's never. just there for them. Like, we're going to fight, we're going to, and if we have to die for it, we'll, then so be it, but we won't stop. And it, yeah. it's just inspiring. You're like, yeah. Jesus, I mean, it's wonderful to see mm-hmm. how, how hard he wants to win, but not for himself, it's just for, for yeah. life itself for what is good and he's one of the only humans not fully corrupted by the ring and that's something right. i love too because like first a human can be easily corrupted by the ring mm-hmm. uh, as we can see in the books and even in the movies but like we'll keep the movies for later episodes in our mini series but still like he's not corrupted and every time and sometimes like frodo asks him like do you want to take it is like yeah just no like i cannot do it it's like Gandalf is like, I don't even want to see that because that's pure power and yeah. I don't even want to see it. I don't even want to touch it. I'm good. 
And I think it's a nice transition to the next question I have for you, bro. Because those Ooh. guys are amazing. The hobbits are so important in that journey. Like people just don't realize, but in the books, everything starts with the Shire, you know, like describing hobbits and so on. Oh, and yeah. it's well depicted in the movies as well, but especially in the long edition. Um, mm -hmm. And I would say that it's, and that's also why I chose that book as my favorite one. I think that this chapter is one of my favorite book chapter of all times. The, mm -hmm. It's like so positive. Those guys are happy all the time. They are partying. They are, they are, I don't know, like eating like crazy. They are drinking like crazy. They are just happy, you know, like happy people. Small ones, but super happy. And <laughs> I love hobbits. I just love them. I think it's probably one of the best species in the book, uh, mm -hmm. especially because it's the first time that in a book someone described hobbits. Of course, elves uh, were seen in other books uh, in the past, in mythology and so on. Dwarfs is kind of the same. Uh, humans, right. uh, humans are humans, so whatever. Orcs, no, like it's proper to Tolkien, but uh, hobbits are proper to Tolkien as well. And that's something mm -hmm. I love because people sometimes say, you don't need hobbits to make uh, the Lord of the Rings. And in my opinion, oh my you, you do need them. They are so important. Yeah, they are so they, important, right, bro? They are key to understanding the message, in my opinion, bro. One of my crazy theories. It's speaking of crazy theories. <laughs> Tell me. And then I'm gonna answer your question. Um, <laughs> is that all the species in the books actually represent the many faces humans can have? Yes. So humans in the books, in my opinion, are just there because you know. That's who we are, yes. in a sense. Mm -hmm. Like, we, we are a little bit of everything. But, you know, elves represent pride. Yes. In my opinion, you know. Uh, dwarves are stubborn. They are, like, pure instinct sometimes. <laughs> and, and to me, hobbits are the very essence of how do you harness power... Mm -hmm but don't get corrupted by it. Mm -hmm. It's by never forgetting that you were a child one day, yeah. that you were happy, and that happiness does not need power to exist. I like so, it. So that's that's exactly how I see the hobbits. They, yeah. they are the representation of the, the human side of being childish that you should never, ever let go. Yes. Otherwise, you're going to be exposed to the power and to the influence of power in a way that it's going yes. to destroy you. Yes. So, so and, 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 and that's like, so when I talk about hobbits, I get, I get like goosebumps because I mean. Same. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just like, so, so to me, when you talk about hobbits, I mean, I think of Sam immediately Samwise Gamgee yay Samwise Gamgee is like a hero to me he like truly hero. yeah mm -hmm. and and I mean he is this he is a child and he is the figure of companionship he's mm -hmm. like that guy who never lets you down the guy who dies to be by your side no matter where you go no matter what sort of challenge you have in front of you he's going to be there for you you mm -hmm. know like mm -hmm. I, I always Figure that, you know, he would be the best friend of anyone. Oh, yeah. He's the guy who's like, 
man, I'm screwed. Like, I, I have to do something really difficult. And it's like, it doesn't matter what it is. I'm going to be by your side. I will help you through this. Mm-hmm. You know, so Sam is that figure to me. And bro, I know it, it might sound, I don't know, cheesy. But it's like, sometimes I see you, this companionship that we have. Yes. Pretty much what they have in the uh-huh. book. You uh-huh. know, like... The, the, the most difficult and the happiest moments I had in the US, you were there for me. Oh. And, and it's like, whenever I looked at you and you're like by my side, especially when I was moving out or when my, my wife moved out before me mm-hmm. and I felt pretty much alone, mm-hmm. you were there and I was like, no, it's fine. I have family here too. Yes. And, 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 and I think Sam is like this for Frodo, mm-hmm. you know, so... Oh. I'm actually getting a little emotional, but bro. No, same. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sam, Sam is so important. Uh, Is not my, I mean, it's not my favorite hobbit. That's a bit simple to say that because I love Sam. Mm -hmm. I love Sam. Uh, But I had to go like straight to the point. My favorite hobbit had to be Frodo. Um, And I'm saying that because Frodo is a complex character okay like he's the is is a hobbit but not like other hobbits he doesn't like to party so much he's like a bit com- <laughs> you know like he's dreaming about yeah. the elves he's dreaming about like uh-huh. going outside the shire and like every hobbit is like no i love the shire i want to party all day yeah. long it's fine let let me eat <laughs> and drink and <laughs> exactly <laughs> and frodo is a bit like is not like that but what i like and i like your parallel with like friendship and like companionship i think that frodo couldn't make it without sam but -hmm. it's also true the other way around at the moment that sam figured that he may have lost frodo he knew he had to finish the task the journey but like it was intense and bad for him because he doesn't see himself, Sam doesn't see himself as the like carrier of the ring, you know, like uh, he's not like that. Frodo, and that's why I had to pick Frodo. Frodo is confronted to that task at the very beginning and Gandalf is like, yeah, you have to do something. And Frodo is mm-hmm. like, what if I don't want to do it? And like Gandalf is like, who would do it then? And yeah. so Frodo is not choosing at first you know so that's that's the first part and that's lovely it's like okay mm-hmm. dude like you just have to destroy the ring or at least bring it to the elves because the elves will figure yeah. and so what i love is that the first part of that journey and that's why i love this first book like they are going to the elves so they meet strider they are like facing the nazgul's and like it's just plain bad frodo is being hurt is like about to die but mm-hmm. he's still around because the elves are going to fix him or at least to partly heal him, which is mm-hmm. great. But then you have this like big console, you know, like they are all together. They have to find someone that will destroy the ring because that's the only thing you have to do. And of course, it had to be Frodo. Like Frodo was the one being like, okay, I'm gonna do it because all of you guys are fighting. I don't want to fight. I just want to destroy the ring. And for me, that's so powerful because he's such a small human being, you know, mm-hmm. who is like, he's not an adventure guy whatsoever. He, he dreamt of it through mm-hmm. like a Bilbo's books and so on. Mm-hmm. But 
is not the guy that faced adventure in the in his life and for the first time he has to go through the probably the most epic journey ever he has to go to mordor and no one would go to would like to go to mordor and he has to destroy one ring that is so powerful that it can destroy every human being or elf or like dwarves whatever and so what i like with frodo is that is the guy being like you know what, even if I have to die, and he realizes soon enough, you know, probably from the very beginning, that he just has to do it. And Mm -hmm. that's why I love the complexity of Frodo. Frodo is the guy that is willing to make a sacrifice for a better good. So I had to pick Frodo because it's not companionship. It's not like, for him, it's like, this journey is above me and I have to do it because if I don't, everyone will die. The Shire will, yeah. destro- will be destroyed. Uh, my friends will be dead. So I have mm-hmm. to destroy that ring. And if I don't make it, and especially in the third book, like at several times you figure that like he's not going to make it. Yeah. But Sam is here first. Sam is fighting for Frodo every time. And that's why, like for me, like you should, we should pick them together. It's not like just Sam mm-hmm. or Frodo. It's like Frodo and Sam because like, they yeah. had to do it together. But like what I like with Frodo is that he's willing to make a sacrifice. He's willing to make it. Because he has nothing uh, like taking him back, you know. Sam is in love with Rosie, if I'm not mistaken. So like he's in love and he mm-hmm. wants to go back to the Shire. He wants to marry his future wife. He really wants to fight for that. So he's fighting for kind of an ideal You know, like, I want Mm -hmm. to go back, everything will be fine. So for him, he has the big picture. For Frodo, it's like, I know I'm going to die, but I'm going to do it to save Middle Earth. And for me, it's it's slightly more powerful, and that's why I had to pick Frodo. And I have goosebumps, Mm -hmm. because that guy is making the sacrifice for all those those guys. And, And Gandalf realized that, and is, like, not happy that the little guy has to do it but he figured that it was probably the only way and that's probably why yeah and that's probably why he picked frodo in the first place because and that's my opinion on that i i have the feeling that gandalf probably knew from the beginning that Mm -hmm. it was the only way of destroying the ring like going to mordor and destroy it and that frodo was part of it you know and that's insane that's intense and that's a huge journey Bro, yeah, I love Frodo. I love Sam. <laughs> Bro, I mean, I, I think he knew from the very beginning and especially because, I mean, it's almost like Frodo had an incredibly, incredibly difficult task, which was oh, yeah. just to bring the rings to, to the Alps. That was it. <laughs> it was already like for, for all humans, that would be pretty much impossible. And I think yes. I include Aragorn in that too. Yes. Because the, oh. Mm-hmm. The, the, the influence of the One Ring in humans is just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and he does that, and he does that wonderfully. And he knew in that very moment that if he had that ring on him just a little longer, he would lose it. He would be, like, corrupted forever. He mm-hmm. knew it. Mm-hmm. But it's just like you said. He was a more mature kind of hobbit. He was like, I will do this not for me, but for those that I love. Yeah, and and so yeah, I mean, bro, it's very well justified. I mean, really difficult to pick between these two. Yeah, of course, the other ones are wonderful too and really funny. Mary, <laughs> Pippin, they they add all this 
childish fun to the books and uh -huh. innocence and, and, and that's really sweet but these two are just the power of being pure in the heart and, yes and, yeah. and the truth is if it wasn't for them everything was going to fail anyway so mm -hmm. you realize that from from the very beginning and mm -hmm. bro the uh, in my opinion the the movies were able to bring all of this in such a wonderful way yes yes that i think our mini series should continue with the movies you know like we yeah. should explore i know that you and i both have the extended editions of every single one of them Mm -hmm. And we watch them extensively, mm -hmm. and and I'm having such a great time just talking about the universe of Tolkien that we got to do this again. Yes. Oh, we have to. We have to. And <laughs> it's not gonna stop there because so many video games were released, uh, like in that universe, you know. And I love uh, Shadow of War, Shadow of Mordor, and it's mm -hmm. not in the Lord of the Rings universe. It's in the Tolkien's universe because it was prior right. to the events and so on. So I like that we start from the very beginning with the books and like then we'll go and jump to the movies. That's something that it's that's an incredible idea. I love it. I love it. So yes, our next episode in the series, it's not going to be next time, but probably like in a month or so. Um, and it's go it's good for us to try to do this deep dive because that's not a mm -hmm. small topic. And instead of just bringing like one or two components of the books and the movies into one episode, we wanted to do a deep dive. We are huge fans. Uh, these, these three books, so this trilogy is probably my favorite books on earth and i think mm -hmm. that we should start with that i mean finish with that uh, for me it's not just uh, really good books that you should read it it bring like it it's bringing hope it's uh, bringing a great message for humanity mm -hmm. and so on uh, it's bringing a lot of complexity sometimes you read books that are not complex but this one is very complex uh, let's yeah i mean let's be honest with it it's a complex book yeah. uh, i love the songs the songs are so happy and oh, they are yeah. bringing a huge energy. And that's something that is not too much in the movies. So that's no, uh, not really. But at the same time, I'm going to say it now because, of course, we'll deep dive into the movies next time. But the movies are epic. The movies are wonderful. Peter Jackson did such a great job. Such a great job. The cast it's is amazing. Oh. We'll keep that for next time, guys, because yeah. <laughs> so much to say. And we'll probably try to answer other kind of questions because we went through the the Lord of the Rings or at least the trilogy during this episode. So next time we'll probably focus on the movies per se. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I love those books. Those books are my favorite ones. And... At some point, I would love if we could do a deep dive into other books too, because I never felt the courage to read the mythology ones, you know, like the very complex one that described the beginning and like the, mm -hmm. the species that were there at the beginning and so on. And uh, with mm -hmm. the Balrog, for instance, uh, like Morgoth, you know, like very complex stuff. So I think that at some point we should try to find the strength <laughs> to... to <laughs> To kind of do an episode about the full universe and not just the Lord of the Rings because today was the Lord of the Rings about the Lord of the Rings. We'll mm -hmm. probably do one about the Hobbit because why not? We can. 
and we could combine yeah. books plus a movie into one episode. So much to come. And we love that idea of a mini series uh, with you guys, our listeners, because some uh, topics deserve more than one episode. And of course, it's not fully related to video games, but it's related to us being nerds and <laughs> being huge fans <laughs> of the Lord of the Rings. So, I yeah. loved it. Right? <laughs> I just loved it, bro. And I mean, talking about these books has made me want to read the whole thing again. So <laughs> if, I, if I am to close this episode uh, with a message, it would be if you're willing to read them, if you're if you're looking for a fantasy book that is going to potentially change your way of seeing things, read it. But mm-hmm. don't read it as just a fantasy book. Try mm-hmm. to read it in another level. Mm-hmm. Try to relate that to your actual life, to mm-hmm. challenges, to personalities, to you know everything that is making life the way it is. And, and you're gonna see the book the way it was supposed to be read. And, and and it's just extraordinary. Yes. Oh, I cannot agree more. It's uh, and it oh. it was so good to do this episode, and we have goosebumps <laughs> because those oh, are really? our favorite books. And like the next one we'll do about the movies, uh, I'm so looking forward to it too because I love those movies. Probably my best oh, movies yeah. ever. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. I mean, this universe is wonderful. You should try to read it, even if you're not a fantasy. Uh, kind of guy you know like you should try to read it because that book is it's deep and it was created like that it was written by Mm -hmm. a genius uh, that is Tolkien and so try to understand the complexity of the books instead of saying hey I've watched the movies I'm good exactly no like the books are at another level and different too so like just read the books you have to read the books (laughs) Exactly, bro. You said everything. Oh, this was amazing, bro. It was, it was amazing. Our next episode. So next one is about E3. It's not going to be uh, direct. I mean, we won't record every day after every major event, but still, like, we'll be recording after the, the June 12th, June 15th, so probably on the 16th or 17th. If you want to right. join us live, live, just join our Discord. Uh, we would be super excited to have people asking us questions because usually with these events, it's really we have plenty of questions, right? So and rem- exactly. rumors and so on. So looking forward to it, bro. It was a wonderful episode with you as usual. It was our twenty third. Twenty third, bro. I know. Oh my god. I know. Oh, it's going so fast, bro. It's I had fast. such a great time, Same. and I bet that our listeners, especially if they're as an huge nerds as we are and i'm pretty sure they are they are they're going to love it and and can't wait for the next episode on the mini series as well we're gonna bring a shit ton of you know philosophical thoughts again oh so love that stay with us thank you so much (laughs) and i'll see you again soon bro